<laughs> it's the wine, isn't it? Yeah, I gotta get it out of my mouth. Anyway, welcome to the Man I Love Film podcast. I'm Chell. I'm Issa. And uh, I guess before we start, a little catch up on what you've watched this week, other than this movie. We're just jumping right into it. Yeah. Um. Well, I watched 500 Days of Summer. Mm, first time? Yeah, it's the first time I ever oh. saw it. And I know that like society is at a point where... <laughs> We've all acknowledged that Summer was not the bad guy, which I only had like a secondhand, you know, experience of because I hadn't seen it. I just knew vaguely the plot and that people villainized her and then were like, actually, she's valid. And she told him that she didn't want a relationship and blah, blah, blah. But it didn't prepare me sufficiently for how insufferable. I don't even remember his name. The main guy is, okay. yeah, I mean, I remember his name, <laughs> but, okay, but okay, the character's character. name, and I just, like, I wanted it to end without a happy ending for him. I mean, didn't it? I I mean, he meets some, not Summer, he meets um, Autumn, and it's implied that they, like, yeah. probably hit it off, so there was that. Okay. Also, um... I not something like I watched. I've definitely watched other movies this week. But I don't remember what else, but um, I I had seen on TikTok as we've established. I'm a Muna stan, right? Mm-hmm. I was on TikTok and I get TikToks about Muna, right? And they like I saw a video of them performing. Didn't know what it was for, and everybody in the comments was like Taco Bell Joe, Taco Bell Joe. And Joe is one of the people in the band. Okay. I was like, why is everybody saying this? What is going on? I see another video from the same performance. And this time in the background, I can see the Taco Bell logo. It's like on the walls. And I was like, okay, so this is for Taco Bell? But like before I saw that, I had also seen a different video, also from the same performance, where I saw why everyone was saying Taco Bell Joe, because Joe at one point just ad-libs in the middle of the song. They're like, Taco Bell, yeah, or something like that. I'll have to show you later. I was like, why did Joe say that in the middle of this song? And then finally, I was like, oh, it was a halftime show sponsored by Taco Bell. For the FIFA Women's World Cup. Oh! And honestly, that's so on brand for Muna to do the halftime Thank show you. for Taco Bell for the FIFA Women's World Cup. That's they're both gay as hell. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see what else. Because I wrote down some thoughts that I had for this week. About? About the Muna thing? Or no, about no, the no. movie? <laughs> that was uh, that was it about the Muna thing. The second thing was, I saw Oppenheimer. Okay. Um, but I wrote this before I saw it. I do stand by this, but I actually happened to not need to pee during Oppenheimer. I did get there wow. 30 minutes oh, late. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but um, I wrote, need intermissions during long movies. Oppenheimer is three hours long. And I still stand by my statement. It's yeah. a miracle that I didn't pee. Um. Also very disturbing, this NPC stuff on TikTok, it's legitimately unsettling me. 
Wait, like the lives? Yeah. Really? Which, like, get your bag, you know? Like, I don't yeah. actually care. But whenever I come across it, I'm like, why? 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 <laughs> I feel like I'm going Really? Crazy. It makes you uncomfortable? Yes. I guess you're seeing people who are good at it because half of the time I see people who are really, really well, bad at now, it. Now it's gotten to a point where it's, like, people making fun of it. Yeah. But even still, I'm like, anybody... That one girl... Who does it really girl? well? Is it Pinky Doll or something yeah. like that? And she's so good. I see her on live all the time. Yeah. I can't even imagine how much money she's making. There was one girl who was doing like a little sick Victorian girl version. I saw that. I saw that because I think I was on TikTok that morning and I saw her just like standing there. And then later on, she was like resting in bed. Yeah. And I was like, what is I going on? I swear she was doing it for like the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, the commitment. It's alarming. I feel like I am the last PC and anybody around me is an NPC. Anybody could, anyone around me could like be clocking out of work and clocking in to their TikTok lives and just being like, what did she say? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> She's like, mm, ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I don't like it. I wish I you know how on Tumblr I think you can like block certain hashtags. Why don't you block her? If no, it no, makes no, I, I didn't oh uh, why don't I? Yeah. Well she doesn't specifically come up. It's just like I'm generally plagued. Oh like okay. I can't block every live. <laughs> it's and it keep coming back. There's this phone number that keeps calling me oh. and I can tell that they're making new phone numbers. Oh and I finally picked one up at one point. And I was like, stop calling me. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> they're still, they're still <laughs> calling me. Did see who they were? No. What? It was just like a scam call. Oh. Like, I mean, I had more of a conversation, but I don't know if that conversation could somehow expose personal information. So I don't want to go into... Why don't you just go like, please take me off this calling list? I thought that was implied. By saying, please don't call me. <laughs> I, I they called me again at work today, but I didn't want to answer in the middle of work and be like, like in the middle of my quiet office, be like, stop. You don't have to do that. You just go, please take me off your call list. Bye. <laughs> just get them back. Oh, I'll do it eventually. Yeah. But anyways, you wanted to tell me about Mark Wahlberg. No, no, we are anti Marky Mark. You you were like remind me talking, to yeah 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 I'm talking about someone else. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll first go through the movies I've okay, seen okay. this week. So this week I saw the movie Predators, which is like 2010, 2010, and it has what's his name in it, um, Adrian Brody. Interesting choice for a military guy fighting predators in the jungle. Interesting choice. Um, I saw Dude, Where's My Car, which is a movie with uh, Ashton Kutcher and they're like two stoners that are like dude where's my car it was across the street I feel like, spoiler <laughs> I feel like you can tell every week who picked what movie <laughs> and then the next movie I saw was Close Encounters of the Third Kind which is a early Spielberg movie about aliens which I feel like all of these connect in the end okay um, I saw obviously the movie we saw this week, which is Valley Girl. Hmm. I saw Ghost World. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Ghost World. It's from 2001, and it has uh, Scarlett Johansson and Steve Buscemi in it. 
And then I saw Breaking Dawn Part One, but we'll we'll skip past that. <laughs> and I saw Asteroid City. So Asteroid City has Scarlett Johansson from Ghost World. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is referenced in um, Asteroid City with like the sounds of like the alien and like coming down. And Predators had Adrian Brody, who was also in Asteroid City, which was kind of crazy. Ashton Kutcher has nothing to do with it. I just wanted to see Dude Wears My Car because mm-hmm. my sister reviewed it and was like, it was across the street. And she was right. It was, in fact. Did she not put the spoiler thing? Well, someone else put, like, spoiler. But I clicked it because I was like, uh... how are they going to spoil Dude Wears My Car? It's a stoner movie. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> It was probably somewhere right in front of the... Yeah, it was. No, no, no. I meant like, yeah. like you could probably get that from yeah. the title. <laughs> I also saw Beauty Shop, which is... um, It's like one from that series of like Barber Shop, but it's like with Queen Latifah. And one thing about the Queen Latifah... Have you ever seen a Queen Latifah movie? I mean, I'm sure I've seen a movie with her in it. But... Okay, have you ever... Like, so a lot of her like movies... If she's the main actress in the movie, mm-hmm. let me tell you, she's putting herself with the finest man of all time. As she should. It's like it's like she is she is for women what Adam Sandler does for himself. Mm. You know how Adam Sandler always puts himself with like the finest woman of his age range? <laughs> yeah. Except she's actually fine. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. Adam no, no, Sandler. No, no. <laughs> no, but like she like I was watching this movie and I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, she put the finest man here. Like she really does choose them, you know. <laughs> anyway, that was that was really big. But okay, the thing that ha- that I reminded you to tell me about was Matt Damon. Oh, and my it was God. because Oppenheimer is obviously like out and like there's ads all the time, and Matt Damon's in it. I get them confused. Which it's not that Matt Damon is a bad actor. Mm-hmm that i saw the like i saw the ads for oppenheimer and then i saw matt damon's face and i was like what are you doing here it just felt off it's kind of like seeing robert downey jr also in this movie it felt like a weird choice let me tell you are you gonna see this movie eventually probably that was my every time you adjust to to somebody like who's very famous yeah being on screen you're like, okay, I'm getting used to this. Then bam! Matt Damon. Then bam! Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Bam! Josh Devin Bostick. <laughs> Roger. Roger. <laughs> like, constant. The guy from Sky High. Like, so I think that's my thing, is that he takes me out of it, because I feel like I've seen Matt Damon. He knows what a phone looks like. He knows. He knows an iPhone. Literally. He knows an iPhone. And, like, I feel like the movies I have seen with Matt Damon are, like, you know, random movies. Like, we bought a zoo. You <laughs> like him and what's it called? Is he ben the one Affleck. In the Martian? Yeah. Okay. Like, The Martian. Things like that. Or, like, him and Ben Affleck having fun. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is a weird choice. Like, whatever, whatever. So then I was watching this interview he was doing, mm-hmm. and it was one of those, like, um, it was like they have to put the cup of water near like strongly agree or like less agree or whatever. It was like an interview for like mm-hmm. some random thing. And the question was Jimmy Fallon is a better talk show host than Jimmy Kimmel. And then Matt Damon goes, obviously, obviously, all day long, fuck Jimmy Kimmel. And Emily Blunt is like, oh my God, no. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I gotta fight for Kimmel. Like, he's paying people during the writer's strike. And then he's like, 
okay, like my opinion is softly slightened of him, but like Fallon's better. And so people in the comments were like, oh my God, they don't know. And I was like, what don't they know? And so I went into the rabbit hole of the internet to find the Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon beef. So a while back, early in Jimmy Kimmel's like career, he did a show and at the end he made a joke and he was like, I'm so sorry to Matt Damon. We ran out of time today. He had like random guests on mm-hmm. and like, so it was like, whatever. But then he kept doing the bit, like random nights. He would just be like, so sorry to Matt Damon. That's hilarious. We ran out of time. <laughs> so what happened was that like Matt Damon didn't even know this was going on. Someone had to like call him and tell him and be like, were you supposed to be on Kimmel tonight? And he was like, no and so what happened was at some point um so this was like a bit and jimmy kimmel and like matt damon had this like beef going on publicly it was like joking beef obviously Mm -hmm. and so i don't know if you knew this but jimmy kimmel dated sarah silverman the uh, the comedian i think i might have vaguely known that yeah so at one point as like because i guess this is like the era of youtube so like you upload and people are like watching these videos and stuff sarah silverman and matt damon did a music video together called i'm fucking matt damon because sarah silverman had broken up with jimmy kimmel and wait, so, wait, so sarah silverman and who did a music video matt damon oh and so i'm i'm going to show you this little clip right here i don't even think it'll play from my phone but she's like she's like She's like, I'm fucking Matt Damon. And Matt Damon is in the music video singing along to I'm fucking Matt Damon. Right? Uh-huh. Right? So they do this whole musical thing. And Matt Damon is there. And I was like, my first thought was, this is insane. My second thought was, I didn't know Matt Damon was cool like that. Right? In case I have to cut out the chunk <laughs> where you're blasting the video. <laughs> For reference, Shell tried to show me the video. <laughs> I did try to show a video of I'm effing Matt Damon. Yeah. So what happened? Did you not just say fucking like three? Yeah, I did. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so to reply to that, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel made another music video mm. on YouTube. And his song, you'll never guess, was called I'm fucking Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck is in the video, uh-huh. hugging on, low-key kind of like rubbing on. I was supposed to be early in the video. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Huh. Brad Pitt makes an appearance. Okay. Harrison Ford makes an appearance. Several other comedians. Cameron Diaz makes an appearance. Like, what's it called? Brad Pitt delivers a cake that says... he. Brad Pitt is dressed as a FedEx driver. Mm-hmm. And he goes, um, for fucking matt damon or sorry fucking ben affleck and he's like me jimmy kimmel and he opens the box and it's a cake that says congrats on fucking ben affleck and he blows out the candles like a victory birthday cake who else is in this um oh my god what's it called there are so many actors in this josh groban's in this music video singing but now i know whose side i'm on singing he's fucking ben affleck that's what that clip is from. <laughs> yes. I just piano majestically like playing. 
Yes. That Robin Williams is in the video. Okay, well then Robin you Williams, like like they're dancing, they're st- like walking lovingly in short jorts singing. I think we have like uh what's his name? Pete Wentz is in it. We got like a ton of random people. We got Don Cheadle. We got like Harrison Ford blowing kisses at them. Sorry, Matt, you lost. Yeah. And then at some point there's this opening for Jimmy Kimmel where Matt Matt takes over the show. Mm-hmm. And he it it looks like a creepy like capture it's like cut scenes of Jimmy Kimmel, right? And then we cut to Matt Damon holding Jimmy Kimmel hostage tied up in a chair he's recording on some camera laughing maniacally and then he opens the show like okay. he, he opens the show as matt damon so that's what i've been obsessed with all week so the beef is fake the beef is fake like it's okay. a joke because <laughs> up until you were like he was tied up in a chair i was like oh this is real no like, no, no 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 this is like on side he opens the he opens the show okay. with jimmy kimmel because okay. matt damon was finally on the show mm-hmm. like it was a huge thing that matt david was okay. not on the show but i had no idea about this because i was like seven at the time uh-huh. so like watching this and watching josh groban sing to it he couldn't have been older than what 20 because it's like 2008 and like josh groban is like what no idea i think I, he's like he was like almost young. 40 yeah. yeah so that's been the insanity i've been on this week the movie Valley Girl. Featuring Nicolas Cage. Featuring Nicolas Cage is what we are on this week. After Was that. It 1983th? Uh, I wrote that down, but I don't know if that's right. I'm hacking the internet right now. We're see. hacking the mainframe. We're hacking the mainframe Stand to see. By. Who, where would that? It is. Yeah, 83. Okay. So, Valley Girl from 1983. Oh. The plot synopsis. She's cool. He's hot. She's from the Valley. He's not. Julie, a girl from the Valley, meets Randy, a punk from the city. They're from different worlds and find love. Somehow they need to stay together in spite of her trendy, shallow friends. Yeah. 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 I... The styling for this movie is very... and I. Because I went into this movie kind of blind on what was going on. Mm-hmm. I just saw Nicolas Cage and Yossified. As one does. And so I was like, let's see what this movie's about. And I think the first scene we see Nicolas Cage, all these young women are at the beach. And they're like, he's so hot. <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, does Nicolas Cage look different, younger, or like sound different? No, he has the same voice, which I think took me out of it so many times really? because I was like, I feel like his voice is really similar to like his other movies when he was older. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's Nicolas Cage. That's For a while, Nicolas I was Cage. like, is this Nick Cage? I didn't really? Think that at all. I was like, I could have sworn. Well, I mean, like, I was pretty confident, right? Yeah. But just the way that he looked, mm-hmm. I was like, he looks just different enough that I would like believe with enough convincing that this is like somebody who looks a lot like Nicolas Cage but is not Nicolas Cage and to me his voice sounded different not like different where I was like this sounds nothing like Nick Cage but like it sounded younger to me and so I had to look like I had to double check if this was Nicolas Cage I was like I remember that being like a big selling point in you (laughs) wanting to watch this movie 
So this movie came up on my recommended for you on Tubi. Which is why we saw it. Tubi counter. Somebody needs to count how many times we bring up Where Tubi. else would we see this movie? Truly. I paid for... Did I pay for this movie? No, no, no. I watched it on Amazon. I was like, did I? I don't think I would have paid. I was going to be like, why would you pay for this if it was on Tubi? I would have at least asked you first, like, where you saw this for free. On Tubi. But, yeah. Um... This movie is a modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet. That's not a joke. It's like a yeah, very loose interpretation, very... let's say that, of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I was trying to draw like uh, parallels, mm-hmm. like who is who's equivalent, and it's just like not that exact. No. So we have Julie and Randy, mm-hmm. who are Juliet and Romeo, J and R, her. Uh-huh. Um, Randy is played by Nick Cage. And Julia's from the valley with all her valley girls, and they like are kind of stuffy and like suburban. And Randy's from Hollywood. Yeah, I didn't know that there was such like a distinction. Yeah, okay, because we're also from like like the, the other as side. far as you could possibly get from Hollywood. <laughs> but yeah, I is there like politic with that? A politics. <laughs> I mean, there must be some sort of like distinction between Hollywood culture and like Valley culture. I just didn't know about it. Yeah, the accents in this movie, the like, so many of the actresses are pushing so hard to have this Valley accent. I would try, but I think I'd embarrass myself. They embarrass themselves at some points too. Be warned. If you watch this. If you watch this. So, the whole movie is because Julie likes Randy after seeing him one day at a party. One As night, the story goes. Yeah, one night at a, after a party, they're there, and she, like, falls in love with him. And they have this whole romance montage, which, I'll get back to that, but we need romance montages again. And um, her friends and her ex-boyfriend are colluding. To try to get Julie back with her ex-boyfriend. What was his name? Tommy. Tommy. She dumps him. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie. But she dumps him and it's because she's just not feeling him anymore. And they're all colluding because they're like, he's not from school. He's not from the valley. You guys won't win prom king and queen. And like, Tommy will. But Tommy's also the worst boyfriend of (laughs) all time. Like... Literally the worst boyfriend of all time. The night that they break up, he sleeps with her friend and then tells the friend to never mention it to anyone ever again. He, like, threatens her. Yeah. And I wasn't paying, like, close attention, but weren't they both drunk? I don't think he was. Or I don't think they were. I can't remember. Mm -mm. Because it was, like, early on in the party. Either way, it was, like, traitors. Yeah. And then she, like, acts weird for the whole rest of the movie, being like, maybe we shouldn't get them back together, guys. <laughs> she was literally pulling a, uh, what's her name in Euphoria? Cassie? Yeah. 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 It's. That was messed up. Oh my god, I've been talking for so long. Do you have anything to say about this? Um, okay, you were like, Tommy is like the worst boyfriend in the world, right? Nick Cage is questionable. Real. He's hiding in this bathroom for a hot minute. And, like, 
the way okay like he's waiting to hear her come into this bathroom right uh, after he got kicked out of the party because they, they he got beat up by Tommy out. yeah because they're all like you guys are punks you don't belong here get out and so they get out and then they turn around because he's like I won't let him step all over me like that hides in the bathroom so he's hiding <laughs> in the bathroom and she finally comes in and he like slowly inches behind her I would kill him I would find <laughs> anything in this bathroom to like make my escape with like i would scream bloody murder if i don't care how hot he is if he came up behind me like this in a bathroom yeah he sees multiple people come in and out of this bathroom and i feel like this is a trend with a lot of movies from the 80s yeah we get a lot of like frontal nudity nudity of these like supposed to be teenage girls and I, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I was just sitting there and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh I my was god. not expecting it <laughs> Me either, because like a lot of these '80s movies have like frontal nudity, like just randomly, yeah. like you're just chilling, and in the middle of the movie, you get a like just titties in your face. And Wasn't there like, a little bit in Earth Girls Are Easy? Or no, I can't remember. No, I maybe don't, it just came close. I think it came close, but I think they cut it. But I watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is another like I know that this movie from this time. compared to this one a lot. Oh really? Yeah. Um and I watched it and I'm telling you like every 20 minutes and I was like I was like sitting there and I was like And then one of the girls in the movie is the mom from the show Atypical on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I was like <laughs> it's like it's so uncomfortable because i think because i've been watching movies from the 80s i have become personally uncomfortable and i don't like the random use of frontal nudity specifically because it's always women yeah it's always women like i think i saw is this why you asked me about oppenheimer (laughs) yeah because it's been keeping me recently so like Watching movies and then like you randomly just get frontal nudity of, of women and I'm just like why like there was no like it's not a plot device yeah. like it just feels random and it just happened so often in this movie. And this was even directed by a woman. I was like, how much? How much do we need? Like none. I would argue. <laughs> I would argue none because it's just like he's hiding in the bathroom. There are so many hijinks that people could have gotten up to in the bathroom that yeah. weren't full frontal nudity. Was there full? I wasn't. Actually, no, it wasn't full. But it was like. In the bathroom? In the bathroom. I was multitasking. (laughs) No, but I was just like. What? Anyway, that was a big critique of mine of this movie. There's also another minor plot line that makes me so uncomfortable in this movie. I don't know if you took notice. No, no. I was like, (laughs) why do we need this? Are you, you're talking about the like mom. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So there's like an entire subplot in this movie where I don't even remember their names, but one of Julie's friends is like into their classmate and their classmate is implied to be into her mom. At the end, doesn't it turn out that, like, he actually was into her and not the mom? Yeah, in the end, but the I, don't whole think, time. I don't think it was, like, purposeful end. Oh, like, that wasn't his goal? No, because um, he came by on a school day. 
Yeah. So yeah. like the whole time it's implied that like their classmates are trying to get not all their classmates. One of their classmates that one of these girls has a crush on is trying to get with the girl's mom. And the mom is like very much encouraging it. Like she's a stepmom. Oh, okay. I mean, still weird. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just like not related to the rest of the movie at all. Like this girl could have easily had her crush on this guy and like he could have turned out to like another girl. They already, and we'll get to in a second, but have some like weird, <laughs> they play this song later where they're like, I wrote it down. What is it? The The song is called Johnny, Are You Queer Boy? And if we're already going to have that in there, like at least give me a plot where he maybe turns out to be gay, like with somebody his age and not her mom. <laughs> like. It was weird. It was unnecessary. It it didn't lead to anything. It didn't add at all to the plot. I was like, what is going on? Every like 15 minutes, we cut to this mom and this student. And the girl is like a friend of Julie's, but not a close friend. Like not even her closest friend. Literally just like a friend of hers. And we see them at the party. And the mom yeah. is like a younger stepmom. It's not even like her best friend's crush. Mm-mm. It's just some random girl's crush. Yeah. And we just keep panning back to it. And I was like, why? Why are we panning back to this? It could easily be cut out and you wouldn't notice at all. Yeah, you wouldn't know. But. Okay. One thing is that. I don't understand how they tried to make this Romeo and Juliet uh-huh. when Randy's from Hollywood, which is seen as like punks, like like the punk rock scene. Mm-hmm. And Julie is from the Valley, but her parents are hardcore hippies. Yeah. So, like hardcore hippies, like the dad is asking about his basically his um what's it called? Birkenstocks and being like, oh, my God, they're, they're dead. They're dead. I need new ones. And the wife is like. You wore, he was like, I wore these to Woodstock. And she's like, no, you didn't. You wore them to the March on Washington. And it's like, how? But <laughs> at one point, he comes into their store because they own like a health food store slash restaurant. And he's like, can I get a Coke? And she's like, oh, we don't have Coke here. My dad said it rots your insides and also that they supported the war. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, no how is julie not an outsider i mean like i guess she has a little bit of it because she still is willing to a certain extent to date randy yeah like to try it out but yeah also w- did you look at these parents and you were, i was like how old were they when they had julie 10 <laughs> yeah okay so Especially the beginning the of the mom movie, i think that she's supposedly younger than the dad because at the beginning of yeah the, he like, says, like he's like she your mother is still young yeah he's, he's like, gotta oh, be maybe young, 40 like you're having fun your mom's still young herself or something like that yeah. it looks like he's like maybe 45 and she's like 30 child bride her mom yeah. was a child bride yeah i looked up how old the mom was i i feel like i probably looked up how old the dad was but i don't remember uh the mom was 30 when they filmed this whoa and the girl that plays julie was 20 accurate accurate to how it looked so i think well i think they put 10. like they put like glasses on the older actress and was like it's she's mom she's old let's put her in some baggy pants and, and call glasses. it a day. 
literally but yeah it was, it was so funny <laughs> i think there are so many moments where i genuinely sat there and i was like this is deranged um at one point during one of those montages where she's like oh my god i love nick cage he has polar or like he has a strip of pictures of just himself it's not them together it's him like posing and she's like staring longingly at this strip of pictures of nick cage and being like randy yeah he's like i mean he's better than tommy but he's still like this randy would punch holes in walls like yeah he starts like kicking his car when he can't be with Julie. I wrote this down because she breaks up with him because he's not like from their school and he's from he's not from the valley. He's not he doesn't get her. And he goes, "Well, fuck you for sure." Like totally. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine Nick Cage going well, fuck you for sure, like, totally. Like, it sounds just like that. It's just like you're imagining it. Yeah. It sounds just like that. He's, like, mocking. I mean, I know you knew this. Yeah. But, like, to explain, he's, like, mocking their Valley Girl accents because, okay, maybe I'll try it. <clears throat> like, for sure. Like, totally. Like, no, for sure. <laughs> like, is it like that? <laughs> if you're from California, I'm so sorry. <laughs> This is going to be so embarrassing for us. They pull back the tapes. They're like, remember when you did this terrible accent? <laughs> but yeah. And so, I don't know. A lot of the dialogue was so random because it's so many people forcing a Valley accent. But yeah. Those are my major qualms with it. <laughs> the nudity, Nick Cage himself. Mm -hmm. And like random moments that were just so unnecessary the plot yeah things that we liked though soundtrack another banger soundtrack yeah pretty good to be honest song after song they play love my way they play <laughs> i'm out with you at the beginning and the end um the, the questionable song later on <laughs> johnny are you queer boy and they play that entire song yeah it's just an entire song about a girl questioning whether or not her boyfriend is gay and her trying to like get him to admit it so that was interesting but the other songs are really good yeah <laughs> even when nick cage hates the songs yeah oh the other point i was gonna say i know we were on to good things but like in, in the beginning too it's not even just like his breaking point where i'm like this guy's a little it's <laughs> watching me suck on cheese right now we're eating cheese i'm eating like the cheese in a weird way and she got triple cream <laughs> free and she's like like biting it off of the wax of the cheese the rind and like making direct eye cuts. i won't look at you anymore as i eat this cheese sorry i'm sorry but yeah so, but, like, even in the beginning, like, he is, like, goading Julie constantly about just, like, what she likes. Like, they're in this club, and he's, like... A weird club. Yeah, and he's just, like, almost teasing her in, like, a mean-spirited way. Yeah. And I'm just, like, all right, like, let's take a step back here. Yeah. He's very full of himself. Like, the fr Valley friends haven't even gone against him. And he's like, uh, you and your stupid Valley friends, you all like, like, the most basic stuff. Like, yeah. you're all the same. 
I bet you like Wham. And it's just like... <laughs> what? I like Wham. Yeah, what song was that? yeah I, that's what I mean. So it's like... I'm like, okay. Like, your point is... But also, Julie is kind of insane for making her and her friend to get in the random car of a man they just met that night who isn't in their friend group. He crashed the party. Right? Him and his friend crash the party. They don't know who they are. Yeah. And they drive them to the middle of Hollywood to a club in the middle of the night. And then to an empty field. Yeah. Like a hill or something. Like a lookout point. Yeah. And Julie and Randy are having a great time. They're just like making out in the car. Her friend is left to fend for herself against She's the weird friend. Like, Can we leave? Yeah. Can we go? I don't want to be I'm not here. comfortable. I like, want to go home. Yeah. She's clearly supposed to be like the very like I don't know what you like party pooper friend or like whatever but I was like no I would She's be valid. this I would be this girl and first of all I would not have agreed to, to getting in the car no second of all if I had I would definitely be her I'd be like I need to go home I would have called a lift at this point I would have been like girl you're getting in this uber now and we'll talk about this later yeah like you have to get in here now exchange like, phone numbers or yeah. something but call like, him tomorrow on your time like not on mine. mine. <laughs> deranged, deranged. But yeah. Also, like, I mean, these friends didn't have a good reason to dislike Randy because they, I don't even know if they had like met him at this point. Besides the no. one like best friend, yeah. But like, in all fairness, when all of your friends are like, break up with this man, like there's something wrong with him. 9.9 out of 10 times there's a reason for that let's just take the inkling you know what i mean like it's just like let's just listen to women because if all your girls are saying like because i i think it's rare that someone will be like break up with your man mm -hmm. but i think if one of your girls is like i don't know about that like that this doesn't sound right girl mm -hmm. like that's your that that should be your like alarm yeah like just a minor alarm in your head to be like mm. even if one friend is saying that, it's like mm. let alone an entire friend group yeah is being like not to say her ex-boyfriend was any better yeah like he wasn't great but she just needed to be with neither of them mm -hmm. yeah cage was pretty pretty what pretty you know attractive what, what, in this movie what are you saying right now he's pretty like i'm not normally a nick cage girl but are there nick cage girls yeah i'm gonna put a poll i'm gonna be like <laughs> are, are you, you a, a nick, nick cage, cage girl, girl? <laughs> and i bet you it's gonna be a resounding yes it's gonna be like 50 50 i mean clearly that's pretty high too our audience <laughs> oh my god you and your your victory in the Alexander Ooh. Hamilton poll. <laughs> yeah, clearly our audience is interesting. Uh, and I feel like an audience that has both been deep enough in Hamilton that they they could agree with me that there are heavy Hamilton references in Red, White, and Royal Blue, which they also had to have read. They're probably Nick Cage girlies, gays, and they. <laughs> Why don't we use this research energy to, like, I don't know, get a job, help society? I have a job. I'm like, like one that changes the world. 
society like you could change the world if you if you remembered like great novels of literature or something like that and you could reference them that reminded me of another thing i meant to say at the beginning top of the podcast i tried to read wuthering heights to be like intellectual (laughs) first of all i read the back and i read a synopsis multiple times before deciding to borrow this book Wuthering it Heights took me like interesting 20 pages to realize that the main character was not a girl. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a man. And then couldn't get past the like, there's one character where they like write him in his accent. And it was like the old English was already hard to get through. But I've read Pride and Prejudice. Like, it's not that bad. Like, I can do it. But then you throw in this, like, I don't know if he's supposed to be, like, Irish or something. Or, like, Scottish. Mm-hmm. I it, I could not do it. I was like, this is physically painful to try and read this. And there was, like, a foreword at the beginning where they were, like, the editor was, like, the first time that I read this, I was 12 years old. And it was so life-changing. And I was like, bull bullshit you read this when you were 12 years old i watched the movie anyway <laughs> me me borrowing bell hooks books from the library but also the sarah j mass books the duality <laughs> of, of women, women. <laughs> that britney brosky video where she's like you don't understand the complexities and and like my depths mind. of my mind <laughs> And she's that woman says everything that is in my brain before I know that it's in my brain, except for the part where she was like, the plot of these books. <laughs> but mostly she pulls things from my brain. But anyways. Uh, let's just head into the recasting. Okay. I had so many quotes. Oh, you have quotes? Okay. Well, okay. There was just somewhere they were like. Um, they've conducted a plan, Randy and his friend, to like yeah. get Julie back. And part of this plan involves collecting movie tickets, prom tickets. I don't know what's going on. And he's disguised. Yeah. Randy is disguised and he's collecting them and he collects them from Tommy at one point. And he's handing out glasses. I don't know what's happening. And then Tommy goes, Oh bitchin', is this in 3D? And then he goes, No, but your face is. <laughs> Which sounds a lot less funny when I'm explaining it, but like watching him in this outfit say it as Nick Cage, golden. Okay. Also, the teacher goes on this like tirade during prom where she gets up and she's gonna announce them as like king, prom, and, queen. king and queen, yeah. And she's like, kings and queens, they don't grow on trees. I wanted to be queen once. <laughs> And it goes on for, oh my gosh. And the the sound effects in this movie, <laughs> they will get punched. And the punch noise, first of all, is like almost a literal like. <laughs> and then like, it's like, I'm in, I feel like I'm in Gotham. And the sound effects are just in the background. Like, blam! <laughs> like a, a little like burst. <laughs> That's like Tommy's face appears yeah. on the screen, like spins to transition like, to the next scene. But and they come like, like half a second after yes. you have made impact. But yeah, what about you? Did you have any favorite quotes moments? I don't think I had any favorite quotes. 
I did want someone. It wasn't this kind of movie. But before I realized that, I did want someone to die. I was like, where are the stakes? Because in Romeo and Juliet, I mean, not even just them, but like Tybalt dies. Mercutio dies. Where's the death? We could have had like a metaphorical like girl society death. Explain to me what that means. (laughs) I want you to tell me what that means. I could get deeper into it, but you know, I'll write a script for you. All we'll right. See, well, I'll, I'll I'll give you a we'll like. Call Greta. We'll, we'll call, call Greta. Noah. She would get it. She would get she it. She would get it. <laughs> she would get it. A metaphorical girl death. Mm-hmm. Society. A metaphorical girl death, comma society. I think Greta would get what I'm saying with that. Uh huh. And Noah would be there. He would be there. Yeah. He's just Ken. Yeah. But he would get it. What I what I mean by that? So recasting. So recasting. You want to go first? Um. Yeah. Sure. So we casted Randy, Fred, Julie, Tommy. So Fred is Randy's best friend, correct? Yeah. Tommy is Julie's ex boyfriend, and then we have the parents. So actually, you could go first because I I just realized I'm missing someone. I also just realized. <laughs> Who are you missing? Who are you missing? I'm missing the mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'm missing Tommy. Oh. I'm also missing Tommy. Let's just not cast Tommy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Screw Tommy. Tommy. All right, I'll go first then. So, mine was a little less conventional as mm. than mine usually are. Okay. So, Julie, mm-hmm. I cast Pedro Pascal. And have you seen that skit where he's like in the bed, in the hospital bed, and he's like got uh, memory loss, and all his family and friends are around him, and he's like, "Oh my god, is that who's that?" And they're like, "That's you." And he's like, "Oh my god, he's so hot." You know what I'm talking about? I have no clue. You what don't know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'll show you after this. But there's this. It's great. So, yeah. Just imagine him doing, like, it's not even a Valley Girl accent. I don't know what accent he's doing. Um, but it's it's great. So, I, he's Julie. And then for Randy, I don't know if you're going to know either of these people. But I put Ashley John Because I was like, okay, Pedro Pascal is already, like, a gender swap. So, we'll gender swap most of them. Randy, I put Ashley Johnson from Critical Role. And then for Fred, who's the best friend of Randy, I don't know if we said that, um, is Laura Bailey from C- Critical Role. Because there's this scene, there's like a clip from Critical Role where, mm-hmm. um, for reference, Ashley Johnson also voices Ellie in The Last of Us video game and plays her mom in the TV show. And then Laura Bailey, I think the character's name is Abby. She voices Abby in the video game. But they're also in Critical Role together. So Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey, they're in this clip. And they're dressed as, like, 80s stereotypes or something. I've never actually seen the episode it's from. And Ashley Johnson, like, throws her arm around Laura Bailey and is like, come on, babe, let's get in my Jeep or something like that. And she's like, okay. It's great. You should look it up. Um, Lots of updating you. Okay, <laughs> On yeah. videos that I'm going to have to do. Um, last but not least, for the parents, since I had Pedro Pascal in there, I put Sarah Paulson and Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Sarah Paulson. And yeah, okay. that's, my, that's my recast. I could see that. Like, can you just imagine, like, 
Pedro Pascal doing a Valley Girl voice and then coming home late. And then Sarah Paulson and Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac are like, why didn't you come home? Like, it's not about boundaries. It's just about like, you just should have told us. Be safe. And the person saying that is Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> to Pedro Pascal. <laughs> but yeah, so who do you have? Oh my god, I feel like a loser. Oh, why? So when I recasted this, I thought that this would be kind of like a original, like kind of weird. They did make a remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. Okay. So I casted. Uh, I wanted to keep them young because mm-hmm. if it was like an original movie thing, I wanted to keep them young. So I cast uh, Marseille Martin. She's from. Blackish. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, she was like the younger daughter, mm-hmm. but she's obviously 18 now. And I cast her as Julie mm-hmm. because I think she could do that like whole Delulu girl routine. Uh-huh. Um, and I could totally see her dressed up as like a preppy valley girl. For Randy, I was like, mm, I'm going for lanky. I'm going for lanky and a little, you know, a little no. odd sometimes. I put Finn Wolfhard. I think he could do it. I can so I can see, see it. it. And he would eat it up. Yeah. And like yelling, like him randomly yelling and being and kicking like, shit. Yeah. Like, for sure. Like, totally. Like, totally. <laughs> like, I think he could do that. That being said, I did cast Julie's friend Stacy, the one who has to get stuck in the car with her. Mm-hmm. And I cast Elle Fanning. Ooh. I think she would totally be able to do the whole, like, can we go home, please? <laughs> Me. And for Fred, his weird friend, I cast Timothy Chalamet. I think he could do the weirdo thing. When I was recasting this, I considered him for Randy because I was like, I know that's like, he's too Chalamet this, yeah, that, whatever. I don't know. But it's like, just like easy to just (laughs) insert into things. And then for the parents, I didn't get of like mom for julie dad but i did think that jake gyllenhaal could be a weird hippie dad yeah <laughs> he would like it actually hmm. but i can't i couldn't figure out oh like a mom next to him mom to like that would also be like hippie mom mm-hmm. i just couldn't find anyone to fit yeah that i can't think of anybody off the top of my head yeah i'm sure she's out there somewhere yeah. but that was my that was my recast Cool. I can't beat your Pedro Pascal. Oscar, I'm just imagining Oscar Isaac yelling at Pedro Pascal like he's his daughter. And I can't get that out of my head. In the same episode of Saturday Night Live that that skit is from, where he's in the hospital bed, he also dresses as like a grandmother. I've seen that one. Yeah, I've seen that one. I just haven't seen that. Great other. episode. Uh, yeah, I'm know, a Saturday SNL. Night Live loser. SNL loves a hospital episode. They must have like one hospital set and they're like, we gotta use and this. No, there's definitely like <laughs> scenes or like environments that they like to reuse. Because like you said they're SNL like- and hospital and all I could think of is that one with Megan the Stallion, which is like, we need a BBL! <laughs> it's like, yeah. Anyway, the remake, Valley Girl was remade in 2020. It is PG-13. Mm-hmm. There's less toplessness. Probably. But it's a musical adaptation. And the cast, did you see the cast? Not all of it. I know that the guy who plays, I believe, 
don't remember his name, but he's in Daisy Jones and the Six, I think. Okay. I think. I don't know. I literally am only going off of the teeny tiny poster that I saw. But yeah. The cast. You want to hear some yeah, of the yeah, cast yeah. members? I don't think these oh, are the main boy, cast I members. One of them. Okay, go ahead. Logan Paul. <laughs> yes! Logan Paul is in the Valley Girl 2020 remake with these other people who are also in this cast, including Mae Whitman. Oh. Danny Ramirez, who is in Top Gun, and he's just like, he's in a, 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 like a couple things. I think mm-hmm. he was in, oh, I can't even remember. And Randall Park. You know who Randall Park is? Oh. Is he the guy from Wong Fu Productions? No, Randall Park is, um, what's his name? He he does Fresh Off the Boat, he's the dad. Yeah, he's he's been in, like... Oh, a couple of Longfoot things. They're, they're, like, a YouTube... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. so I was kind of shocked with Way, or Mae Whitman, but then Randall Park, Danny Rivers, and Logan Paul also being on this same sheet. Yeah, I think that they filmed that or something in, like... 2017 and they didn't put it out for a while because logan paul was in really that's what i heard i don't know if that's the reason because you know did a lot of stuff in that time oh yeah but anyway what were your favorite letterbox reviews for this movie okay so Somebody just said, stream Johnny Are You Queer on Spotify. <laughs> Which, okay, let me let me pull up this song so that I can play some of... They're definitely not going to be able to hear it. some of the lyrics. All the lyrics. Um, as, like, you did when we uh, did Earth Girls, Girls Are, are easy. easy. Let's see here. Johnny Are You Queer. Yeah, give me those lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnny, are you queer? Because when I see you dancing with your friends, I can't help wondering where I stand. I'm so afraid I'll lose you if I can't seduce you. Is there something wrong? Johnny, come on strong. Oh, why are you so weird, boy? Johnny, are you queer, boy? When I make a play, you're pushing me away. Johnny, are you queer? Definitely not in that cadence. <laughs> 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 you're um, like, you start singing, and you start like talking in iambic pantameter. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, what's the thing in 21 Jump Street? <laughs> Where he's like, what does he say? He's like, Cynthia. Oh, Cynthia. <laughs> Jesus died for my Cynthia. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's you um and then the other one was i keep moving the other one sorry i keep moving the mic away from my face um was i melt with you montages the first and still the best i wrote that because i disagree you don't like the i liked I it montage? but you're gonna tell me that this was better than the outro of sky high do you the, remember the line? He's like, what does he say at the end of Sky High? At the end of Sky High, do they play the song? Yeah. Oh. It's fire at the end of Sky High. He says something like, so like, at the end of the day, like, my girlfriend became my enemy, my enemy became my best friend, and my best friend became my girlfriend. But hey, that's high school. 
I play I'll stop the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. This movie does not compete with that, even though they play it twice. Wait, I kind of like the little love montage to the song. It does not beat that line. But I'm like, sorry. In this one, it, like, I think you're listening to the music and not listening to the words. Because if you listen to the words, it would be more memorable in this movie. Then why am I struggling to remember the movie? It's because I was multitask. Literally. It's because you weren't in the moment. Look, I had a Barbie outfit to finish and fail at completing. This is like when I made my sister watch Om Shanti Om. And it was like the first time she didn't get it. The second time she got it. Anyway, my favorite uh, reviews on Letterboxd were by Spaghetti Noir. Strange to watch a movie where Nick Cage plays the quote-unquote weirdo, and it's one of the more normal and subdued performances of his career. Rad soundtrack, a travelogue of 80s uh, SFV in Hollywood. So, yeah. Uh, Another one. This one just says... 80s new wave tits and nick cage what more could i ask for aside from a better story characters dialogue but let's not get into that and yeah so a lot of these comments took into account that like boobs were a big element in this movie this this one just says uh like they're talking about like things they liked and they were like plus so-and-so's boobs and it's like yeah this isn't a story you haven't seen before, but the film is a great teen romantic comedy, well directed, and has a wicked soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many valleys out of five would you give it? You're not going to like my answer. I'm giving it maybe two. Maybe okay. one. Okay. Okay. No, no, I said two, two. Maybe two. two. It was yeah. okay. It, it was a fun movie, but like. It's not even my favorite Nick Cage performance. Objectively, it was like. That. it was enjoyable maybe i just don't get it but maybe yeah. we're like not from the 80s and like maybe the like maybe we're corny, not from the valley yeah maybe the corny uses of like 80s movie teen traits are just like not getting to us i don't even think it was that i think that it was like i i don't know if this is a cult classic i doubt because i i listened to another podcast episode yeah to try and <laughs> refresh my mind on the plot of this movie because we watched it a little while ago not i mean not over a week ago but you know yeah um and they held a lot of it was like the book versus movie podcast which fun fact is originally what this podcast was What's going to, to be, be? Um, which is there's like elements of that still, but it's just too much of a commitment to do that every single week. So props to them. But um yeah, so it's I mean, this is not a book. They just loosely interpret things as like books. So they were like, <laughs> Romeo and Julia, yeah, sure. <laughs> Us with Macbeth. <laughs> we are going to do Macbeth eventually. Um the theater kids the hamilton stands that make up oh, our audience brother. are gonna be like stop saying macbeth they think me Macbeth." anyways we've had too much of this crappy wine <laughs> but what was i saying what did they say about the movie the podcast oh yeah they just have like a lot of nostalgia for this mm. movie because it came out when they were younger i think yeah. um so they were like raving about this movie so i think we just don't get it yeah, so I don't know if it was, like, even really a cult classic. Because I feel like a cult classic implies that, like, it 
was not immediately received well yeah but at least from their perspective it seemed to be received well so like wild and i also don't think that it was like it was definitely camp Mm -hmm. but yeah as as we know now nick cage takes himself very seriously (laughs) no matter the source material and he took himself just a tad bit too seriously in this movie for it to be considered like a campy performance in my opinion do you think movies like do revenge are gonna feel like this and like people in say 20 30 years are gonna watch that movie and we're gonna be here on this podcast being like redo of do revenge and like we're gonna listen to a podcast with younger people and they're gonna be like i don't know kind of corny like (laughs) i don't know because i mean i guess i was going to say that like do revenge references so many other like earlier like high school yeah movies and stuff like that that i and it was so like immediately well received that i feel like i don't know if it'll be talked about in that way down the line but Mm -hmm. at the same time according to like the book versus movie podcast they were also saying that like this movie was i don't know if it was like inspired by fast times but it drew from it a little bit i think and fast times was like really big yeah so i mean if that draws from fast times and do revenge draws from all those other movies yeah then like maybe but um I don't know. I don't know anything about Fast Times. Also, this movie is also based on a song. Or, like, inspired by a song. What song? Valley Girl. Oh. Like, I think it got, like, really popular. And then, like, just the idea of Valley, of Girls? Valley Girls got very popular. Like and California then, Girls. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we gotta we gotta seize this opportunity. <laughs> and they were just Capitalize like... Capitalize on this moment. Yeah, like, the budget was super low. I think it was, like, 350,000 or something. Yeah. That's like nothing. Back when songs would trend for like months because you couldn't get like a new song immediately. Nobody was dancing to it on TikTok. We're aging ourselves. And then like changing when the new song becomes trendy. What are you obsessed with this week? I don't really have much to talk about again. It's hard to come up with things sometimes. So since, I mean, next week, not next week, next month is jane augustine <laughs> our our first themed month we're gonna be starting with uh pride prejudice and zombies yes and my friend's gonna be coming on the podcast with us um so i don't know if slash when we'll really cover barbenheimer yeah the, i haven't seen the it dual, yeah because you haven't seen it yet the duality of women yeah and then we talked about doing sexy symptoms <laughs> and then i don't know what we're doing for october but then for november i I know we talked a little bit about doing the hunger games yeah uh since like that one's gonna be coming out so i just feel like we've got a lot planned and i don't know when barbenheimer is going to fit in there so basically all is that to say is right now i'm just gonna say that i really liked both barbie and oppenheimer um I don't want to like spoil anything for you. Yeah. So the most that I'm going to say is like Barbie's a lot more rewatchable. Mm-hmm. But like upon immediate viewing, I liked Oppenheimer more. I'm not mm. sure that might be like changing. I rated Oppenheimer higher 
on Letterboxd than Barbie, only by half a star. I gave Barbie four and I gave Oppenheimer four and a half. Okay. And another thing that I will say is that I didn't rate Barbie until like 24 hours after I saw it. You had to let it simmer. Yeah, I had to let it simmer. Oppenheimer, I did not have to let it simmer. <laughs> um, and that's all I'll say until next week. But I did love both of them. They are very different movies. I think it's very difficult to compare them at all. But I think that's also what made them like unexpectedly good. What are you? I'm nervous about the bottle you have in your hand right now. I'm gripping her. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spill on your couch, but um, you're I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so I liked both of them a lot. And that's what I love this week. What What do you love this week? This week, other than my curious obsession with Matt Damon, I have been. Oh God, I thought I wrote it down. Something, something I have been obsessed with. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with that TikTok audio where it's that little kid where he's like, "Where's my dad? I'm all alone." I'm too scared to be here on my own. I, my sister and I will randomly sing it throughout the day. My brother sent me a meme of that and it was like, what was he saying? I mean, they're all the same. They're all the yeah. same format. It's like a cap cut green screen <laughs> of this child with a Finding Nemo puppet singing that while like maneuvering the puppet. And then in the background is like a take five oil. <laughs> and they're like me when i go to the oil store and then it's him singing that and the caption was like i don't know what synthetic is attacked attacked me personally i don't know how to tell you this i also saw those tiktoks and i thought of you and when you when no, when out me on the podcast they stopped a hangout because you hadn't, like, I think it was like, what, you would never change the oil in your car? No, I'd done it before, just not for two years. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that, and I was like, yeah, you I am also- You literally do me your dad. Like, where's my dad? That's you. My mom. <laughs> yeah, and they stopped to hang out to take you to an oil change place. I'm surprised they didn't tell you to, like, just let it fossilize in there. To crystallize and bubble. I don't even know what that means. Like the oil. Your horrendous oil that I'm sure after two years. No, I like, we pulled up. I won't tell the whole story, but we pulled up and like he, the guy, like put some stick thing in my oil. It's not a stick thing. It's how you test the oil. Yeah. And pulled it out. Yeah. Shows me it without saying anything. And I was like, okay. What color was it? It was clear because he had replaced it, but he was showing me to be like. He was showing you the after of like how it's supposed to look. He didn't show me what it looked like before. It's probably like black. (laughs) So I was just like, "What am I looking at? Like, I don't know what you like." He he was just like he was trying to teach you a lesson in that moment, and you didn't even. (laughs) And I was like, "All right." And then separate time. Oh God! Changed the oil in a timely manner after this had happened. Okay. At a different place, Mm. and the guy was like do you want this whatever or like synthetic and i was just like we had already oh i think in this same moment i was like fixing my tires so i thought he was talking about my tires and i was like can you just can you 
just like look at my tires. You were like, I and thought see, they were all rubber. And see if they're like, like, can you just look at whatever my tires are and put the same kind of tires on? He was like, I'm talking about your oil. <laughs> definitely established before this moment that i'm clearly confused and don't know what i'm talking about and he was like <laughs> speaking to me with the most disdain and i was like do i look like i was know what i'm saying what is he an old man not like super old like probably younger than our parents i prefer getting oil changes from women or Young men around our age, because I'll just go up to them and be like, bro, like, I hate to say it. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and I'm just going to be very blunt with you. I have no idea what's going on, but please don't scam me. He just wasn't like, XOXO. Do you want synthetic oil or this other oil? Well, when he you just pull up for an oil changes, do you want No, no, no. But I was mostly there for my tires. <laughs> I just threw in the oil change for like, because I was there and I was like, Apparently, this is something you're supposed to do on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys don't know, our, like, we can see on our analytics. I mean, I'm probably just stupid, but most of our listeners are girls. So, girlies, if you didn't, I mean, anybody, if you didn't <laughs> Get know, pay your oil change maybe like every six months. They're, they have it on the sticker. It literally, the last time, it says the mileage or the Maybe time. they should make the sticker more sparkly. It's right there. It's, like, right in the driver's... It's on the driver's side. It's not even on the other side. It's on the driver's Conspiracy side. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah. Where is this elusive <laughs> sticker <laughs> that you speak of? The sticker. Is there anything else that you liked this week? I... I've liked so many things this week. I have liked movies. I I started reading. Oh my god! I told you how I started reading books because of that guy on Hinge who was like, "I bet you can't name ten books." Yeah, I've only read seventeen this year. Now I feel like a bum. I I made a, a decent amount. I made a fifty book end of year goal, and we're quickly Dude. getting to the point of no return. Audiobooks count. I hate audiobooks because I I I like. You know when Charlie Brown, where like the parents are talking and they're like, wow, 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 That's what audiobooks happen to yeah. like turn out to be. Audio is not enough for me. I will say, if you do want to try it, Audible is better than like normal audiobooks. Sometimes they're different. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes they're different. And they'll hire like entire cast of people for different characters and as opposed to like the same person arranged for me i quote read the ballad of songbirds and snakes and i really think that i probably didn't like it because i read it as an audiobook and it was hans from frozen reading it to me and doing stupid voices and i was so annoyed for the whole 16 hours i so, like yeah. jonathan groff i like some of the jonathan it was hans. oh the different guy oh wait yeah sorry Gosh, and really quick, speaking of which in the theater community, Ethan Slater and Ariana Grande. I don't even want to get into that because uh, then it's been I'm getting canceled. A- oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. So you're reading. Yeah, so we're at the point of no return. So I've I've 
I included back the Sarah J. Mass. I was reading my intellectual, like, feminist theory books. I just had to put them things down for a second. Because it's so much. Like, I can read a chapter in the morning and, and, like, sit there and be like, yes. But then, like, I can't sit there and read for hours because it's not, like, it's, like, not fun. And also, it's, like, very, you have to digest it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like... Uh, yes, how power structures and, like, how we as women interact with each other do impact things and, like, how can we, like, change society and also change the perspectives of feminism and stuff like that. But I can only do that for so long because it's sad and also it, like, hurts my brain. Sometimes yeah. you just need them to be, like, Sarah J. Mass to be, like, here is a book for you. And you're, like... She touched his wing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But then also, okay, okay, okay. Talking about Sarah J. Mass, I was trying to see what book to read next by her. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on TikTok and they're like, oh my God, you don't know about the like whatever reading type of these two books because they happen simultaneously but are two different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So they were like, okay, read chapter one through three, then flip into that the next like book and read four work. through three, like seven or like, it's like back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, then people were like, oh my God, but if you don't read them, the second one is so painfully sad. And I was like, spoiler. Yeah. That's only the second one. Like, a lot can change well, the in the first other ones, books. I think, is also sad. Oh. Because <laughs> they're at the same time. So they must have the same ending. I just, I know that, like, Akatar is a lot more spicy, I've heard, than, like, her other books. Oh. But at the same time, like, I read Akatar and I'm like, not a plot to be seen, as we've established, right? And so it's hard for me to like buy into like the idea of reading these other books of hers that supposedly have more plot. But then I'm like, is she good at writing plot? I don't know if I want to find out because especially when it comes to like long series like that, I like to purchase the books so that I have like the all whole of them. Thing. Yeah, not like all at once, but like. I'll buy them as I go, which is more money in the long run. But like, if I decide that I don't like it, then I can stop. But I don't like doing that because then I just paid for this book. Like every time I try to be smart, just go to the library. I do go to the, I got Wuthering Heights from the library. Because what am I going to do with a copy of Wuthering Heights? Not read it, apparently. <laughs> like, And I also got the book Babel. And I did really like the writing style in Babel. But it's just like I'm more than halfway done with that book. You've and been I, gnawing at that book. For I ages. bought it in January, and at first I was like, "Am I just dumb?" <laughs> like, because everybody's like, "This book is so great," and it talks about the intricacies of the blah blah blah. And I like, it's good, like it's written well. But like at this point, I'm like, it's not just me, and I've heard at least a couple other people say it. This is a slow book. Like, I heard that it was like angsty and like there was so much action and violence and i'm sure that they get there eventually but i'm on page like i'm on page like 300 something 400 something and they haven't gotten there yet and it's almost like a 600 page almost, book oh and i'm just like when when are we gonna get there only a tiny bit of drama has started so far. Me reading those Allie Hazelwood books where, like, they, they only, like, fall in love in the last chapter. And the <laughs> log is like, we're happily in love. But at least it only takes 300 pages, not 600. But anyways, that's my soapbox. Oh. Man. I. Love. Film. 